Hi, and thanks for joining us on the Crossroads Lismore Podcast. We're excited that you're with us on this episode and pray that it will challenge you, change you, and transform your life because that's what God does. If you want more information, you can reach us at www.crossroadslismore.com. It has been a, uh, a long journey, has it not? Yes. Lovely to be with you today. Thank you. And um, I'm actually going to be reasonably short by my standards, which you can all... Um, yeah, no, um, because after I, I intend to have a couple of songs that um, will be part of sort of the general response to, I guess, in our hearts from this message. 17 days ago, maybe 18, I have to think whether it was a Wednesday or a Thursday, Let's just pray first. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would anoint your word. Father, that you would anoint me as I speak. That, Father, that your word would just touch our hearts, touch our lives. Change us, bring us ever closer to you. Amen. I was at work, and for me now, work is I I no longer have to go to a workplace. I go to many places because I... uh, Changed my, I retired a year, a year and a bit ago, and that lasted 12 hours, but that's another story. And I was at work, and I, uh, the thought went through my mind, how much do I need to be satisfied, thinking how much work, how much money? And in the middle of that, I stopped, and there was a whole other question that came into my mind. And the question was, and it has been the last 17 days, it's been playing on my mind the entire time. It just goes and goes, and I find myself at night singing songs that, that cause me to reflect on that. And the question was, am I satisfied with Jesus? Am I satisfied with Jesus? Now, that is not, does Jesus meet my expectations, as I've got some tick list? It's not, is Jesus going to come and help me, you know, and, and make all things rosy? It's not that question. Those aren't really, to me, what I questions I want to even look at. The sense is this, and, and Steve, you're going to love this because you love this, this verse, and I just want to, to explain what I mean by it, I just want to read this. It's from Romans 12, too. And do not be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, And then there's this phrase, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And the word prove there is basically that you may validate by experiential, experience for one or two, you may validate by experience the good and acceptable will of God in your life. That you and I might walk into and prove by experience that God's will is good, it is valid, and it does plan our life. And you and I are called to come to a place having been brought to the Father, having been declared children of God because the love of God has been poured on us in Christ Jesus. Because he has washed us and renewed us and made us new creatures, born again by his Spirit from on high, indwelling in us, empowering us, equipping us. But yet in this life, no matter how long we've walked with him, 
I think sometimes we need to sit there and just say, have I found in Jesus what it is meant to find, that I am satisfied in him? You know, Jesus said in Matthew 11, the very famous words which we know in Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, you know, he said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are weary laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me and you, if I find peace for your souls, you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden light. Have we found in him that satisfaction for our souls. You know, sometimes we don't think in that. I, I'm probably, a, you know, you know normally how I like to take a passage of Scripture and I just like to teach it. I'm sorry I'm not doing that today. It's a journey of the heart. It's a journey which goes, for me in the last 17 days, and that's what I want you to somehow get a hold of. It's like coming to this place afresh. Oh, Jesus, I just want to find in you not some self-help business. That stuff nauseates me. I get nauseated when I see books which just present Jesus as another, you know, some new agey self-help. No. But that, that at his feet, I find in the deepest pit of my being that I'm just satisfied in him. Augustine was a man, we call him Saint Augustine by way of identification. He, he lived about 1,600 years ago. He was one of the, the major leaders of the church, and he's probably, after the Apostle Paul, had probably as much influence on the, the church in the last 1,600 years as, as any other person. He, he did a, we, we often don't realize that 1,600 years down the road, but he, for better or worse, he put his stamp on the, on the, the church. And there's many things that have flowed from that. He was a man who was raised with a Christian mother. I think her name was Monica by memory. I can't, I haven't researched, been 30 years on that. And he rebelled. He went the way of the world. He, he knew the truth and he rebelled and he rebelled and he rebelled for 15 years from the age of 18 to 33. And finally one day in his torment, and he, was, he had some wealth behind him. He, he, he was like the prodigal son that we read about when Jesus told the story of the prodigal son. And one day in this torment of mind and anguish of soul and spirit, he was in a, uh, I guess a villa or in it, and there was a garden area, and he heard a little child taking up like we would do, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, just a, a learning aid. And it was a take up and read. Take up and read. It was just a little learning aid. Like we'd say A, B, C, D, E, F, G to learn the alphabet. And he thought, and it just hit him out of the blue. And he, he, that the only thing he could find to read was the Bible. He had a, somebody had a copy nearby. And he started reading Romans, and he got to Romans 6. And he said, I was just, I was smitten. All my barriers came down. He phrased this phrase as a result of that when he wrote his memoirs. And they're about yay thick. Confessions of St. Augustine. But there's this one phrase which has stuck out to me forever. And this is the phrase. Our soul is restless until it finds its rest in thee. Our soul is restless until it finds its rest in thee. You see, we can so easily try and 
find that which only God can satisfy because, see, he's made us and he's made us for fellowship with him. And so whenever we try and find satisfaction or that peace in anything else but him, we're putting it in place of him so it becomes idolatry and it's something that needs to be turned from, that is repented from. And we can fall into it so easily. Because I'm sitting there, you know, 17 days ago, working away just quietly by myself. Well, what do I need to be satisfied? And God says, wrong question, son. Wrong question. The real question is, have you found your satisfaction in Jesus? Have you validated by experience have you clung to him? You see, it's, it's not that he cannot. It's not that he is not. It's that we do not. We do not lay hold of. We put other things into our hands. And you know, there's the old proverbial statement, sort of, that if your hands are full of one thing, you can't lay hold of the other thing, can you? You have to let go of that in order to lay hold of it. For you to lay hold of Jesus, you have to let go of everything else, including yourself. And you need to lay hold of him. You know, and sometimes we think, oh, does the Bible talk this way? Well, I just want to read a few verses that I've been meditating on for want of a better term. Because I've just been, I'm going to go to Psalms first. I'm going to start in Psalm 16. Now, Psalm 16 and Psalm 17 are actually both Psalms where the person is crying out to God. They're crying out to God because of difficult situations, enemies, etc. And I won't read the entirety of the Psalms. I just want to read the ending of them. So this is Psalm 16, verse 9. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. And this is actually prophetic of Jesus, but there's an application to us as well. You will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will, you, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. That's quoted in Acts. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That is the God that we are dealing with. Let's go to Psalm 17. Now, Psalm 17, again, is, starts out with, Hear my cry, Lord. It's a cry for help. And the psalmist recounts some of the situations that they've gone through. You see, the beautiful thing that I love about the psalms is it recounts the situations. It, it's things that you and I go through all the time. You'll find in the book of Psalms, you'll find the cry of broken human hearts but they're crying out to God. That is the critical thing. Broken human hearts are meant to cry out to God. They're meant to find their satisfaction in Him. The psalmist gets to the end here and he says, I won't even read the verse 4, he says what the, the way of the world is, what they find their satisfaction in. He comes with this incredible verse. Now, I, there's a song that was made this years ago, and I don't know if anybody else has ever known it, but I sing it all the time. As for me... I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. 
You see, there's this deep, deep hope that is within us because we've been made anew, because we're children of God, born again. This incredible hope that things will be completely made right and we will be satisfied when we behold him face to face and we're going to go, oh. But even now we start to enter into that. And, and the challenge to us is today, Wherever you are at, are you satisfied with Jesus? And this is what I've been throwing at myself, at myself for the last 17 days. As every situation has arisen throughout the weeks and challenges, and, and you know, we have challenging weeks. This is the lady that shared communion today, you know. It's been a tough week, she said. It's been tough times. I'm not going to go into some of the things that have happened in my life in the last weeks, but there's been tough times. And in all of that, I keep going, hang on. You know, and please understand what I say. It is not of no concern, you know, the fact that you have food for you to eat, clothes to wear, roof over your head, job. Those are valid things. Do not un misunderstand me. God is interested in those, but they do not satisfy you deep in your innermost soul and being, and they never can. And if they're taken away, will you still be able to say, I'm satisfied with Jesus? Because, you know, he said, life is not just what you wear and what you eat and drink. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he said in Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek it first. Seek it first. All those other things, they're going to be, they're, they're, they'll come into place in God's hand. Seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And it's only as you and I lay down and I want to be satisfied in Jesus. It's just such a, a cry in my heart that we be satisfied in Jesus. Another psalm. This is a psalm of Korah, which is a very reflective teaching one. And later on, as I'm going to be shortly, because I'm going to be having somebody up here to um, just lead us in a few songs which allow us to to cry out to God in surrender. There's, there's one by, and, and there's a psalm of Korah which will be being sung, but it's not this one. But just Psalm 84, I just want to read. It's a beautiful teaching psalm, actually, and in years past, I've actually taught through it the whole progression of it because it's, it's just, it's a teaching psalm it, it, as well as a contemplate. Just let me read the first few verses of Psalm 84. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, it even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. My heart and my flesh are crying out. You see, your heart and your flesh are meant for the living God, even if at times you don't really understand it. Even if at times today you might find yourself going, I'm angry with God. No, no, no. Your heart and your flesh are crying out. They, they, we will never be satisfied outside of that because our soul is restless until it finds its rest in Him. These are, these are what our response is meant to be, my heart and my flesh. In Psalm 73, a psalm of Asaph, the psalmist is in a stage where he's been absolutely perplexed. He's been upset. He's been angry. He's been seeing the prosperity of the wicked, and he's, he's gotten upset. And he, he records it in that psalm, and then he comes to this incredible place. Verse 
he comes to his senses, and in verse 25 he says, Who do I have in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my life and my portion forevermore. I am going to be wrapping up shortly because I don't have, this is not a teaching morning for me, which is really unusual for those of you that know me. I take the Word of God and I, I like to, because I believe we do justice. We don't take things here, there, and everywhere. But there is just this cry in my heart. And the cry is that none of us fail to find in Jesus a satisfaction, the only satisfaction. Not what we think he should be. Don't you go coming to him going, oh, well, if he does this, 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 I'll be satisfied. No. We are satisfied in him because he is him. It's a revelation that he gives by his spirit. It's not something that, well, now if I come to Jesus, everything's going to be rosy, and you know, and I'm going to have this, and I'm going to have this. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we come to him, and we just, at his feet and in his loving embrace at the same time, find this incredible place. And I, I've just been enjoying the last 17 days, and I'm, I'm, I've known the Lord for most of my life, like, you know, a large chunk of my life. And, and I love him. And yet, in the middle of that, he comes with the question, are you satisfied in me? Not that my approval has anything to do. That's not me making a tick list. No, it's God's. No. Have I just made it my business? I want to be satisfied in you. I just... Jesus, I need to draw closer to you. Jesus, I need to come more to you because it's only in you that I am satisfied. So today where you find yourself placed in life at this point, whether it's the beginning of life, the end of life, whether you've been with the Lord for many, many years, or whether you've just come, or whether you haven't even come to the Lord yet, the cry and the need for every human is the same because we were made to be in fellowship with him. We have become alienated by a thing called sin and sins which flow from this thing called sin and that needs to be repented of. The good thing is at the cross, Jesus pays for the penalty of our sin. He dies in our place to restore us back to the Father's hand. So wherever you are today, Let's validate by experience for wanting that prove, use that term of that prove. Prove by experience. Press in and find in him the satisfaction that only he can offer because nothing else can. Only the very sovereign creator of the universe who comes to us and says, I am your father. And he pours his spirit into our heart whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. You see, this is a spiritual thing. It doesn't, in a sense, matter. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. We've all had earthly parents. Earthly parents have their shortcomings. I know I'm a parent. <laughs> you know, hey, 
But when you come and counter with him, his spirit comes in and there's a supernatural impartation so that suddenly you're a child of God and you, you begin to understand things of him that you never ever understood, no matter what has happened. Because there's a spiritual thing that's happened, a, a born again has happened. We need to have our souls refreshed at times. We just need to go, Father, I want to find in you only my rest. And I just want the cry of my heart to be, the testimony of my life to be, that Jesus, I am satisfied with you. What a beautiful thing to be able to say to him. Jesus, I am so satisfied with you. Make that a living reality in your life. I say make that. And you go, oh, but I can. Yes, you and I can. We can lay hold, let everything else go, put trust in nothing else, and come afresh before him at any time and just meet me now. And the cry of the heart, I believe he responds. As we conclude, I'm going to invite somebody up here, if you would come up, who's he's, he's a, bit, a bit nervous here. But um, I twisted his arm. Well, not really. He's a bit bigger than me, so it's a bit hard to twist his arm. But um, I just really respect, and I've known Steve for many years. Um, had, had enjoyed seeing people play today, like uh, Amos and Jemima, who I knew when you, know, you guys were like, yay, and little, like that's 25 years ago. Um, uh, so enjoyed seeing them out leading, and Steve I've got to know for many years. And so he's just going to lead us in a, a little medley of songs. I believe they should come up on the screen okay. They're songs which are older, because um, that's just what was on my heart. But they're songs that give you and I the opportunity to respond just to Jesus, to find in him. One is from Psalm 42, which is a psalm of Korah. And um, so, Steve, if you can just take us. Now I just invite you to, as if you want to sit or stand, just to worship the Lord afresh as we really close. This is the last part of my message, which is why I wanted to be short. God's question to me was, are you satisfied in Jesus? Amen. That's such a lovely place to be. Thank you, Steve. Mm -hmm.